Hello and welcome to JG Ministries Bible Study, where we study God's Word. I'm Jeffrey Ordain, Minister and Chaplain at JG Ministries, and I'm glad you joined us today. If you have your Bible, turn to chapter 15 of the book of Luke, and we'll begin with verse 1. Let's get into it. We're going to begin a new chapter in the book of Luke, and we will begin it with the parable of the lost sheep. <clears throat> so let's take a look, beginning with verse 1. The parable of the lost sheep. Then all the tax collectors and the sinners drew near to him to hear him. And the Pharisees and scribes complained, saying, This man receives sinners and eats with them. So he spoke this parable to them, saying, What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he loses one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness, and go after the one which is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep, which was lost. I say to you that likewise there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine just persons who need no repentance. <clears throat> now let's stop there for a moment. <clears throat> this section begins what has been called the Gospel of the Outcast. The large body of material in chapters 15 through 19 is unique to Luke and dramatically shows Jesus' concern for the social outcasts, outcasts of his day. The twin parables, along with the longer one about the lost son that we will get into in a moment, depend for their interpretation on verses 1 and 2. So here in verses 1 and 2, the teaching ministry of our Lord in chapter 14 seemed to attract the despised tax collectors and others who were outwardly sinners. Now, tax collectors were among those ostracized because their work was considered dishonest or immoral. And the word all signifies that a large proportion of sinners was usually among the crowds who came to hear Jesus. And although Jesus reproved their sins, yet many of them acknowledged that he was right. They took sides with Christ against themselves. In true repentance, they acknowledged him as Lord. And wherever Jesus found people who were willing to acknowledge their sin, he gravitated towards them, and he bestowed spiritual help and blessing upon them. Now, the Pharisees and scribes resented the fact that Jesus fraternized with people who were considered sinners. They did not show grace to these social or moral lepers, and they resented Jesus doing so. And so they hurled a charge at him. They said, this man receives sinners and eats with them. Now, the charge was true, of course. But they thought it was blameworthy, but actually it was in fulfillment of the very purpose for which Jesus came into the world. It was an answer to the charge that the Lord Jesus recounted the parable of the lost sheep. And we'll see the parable of the lost coin and the parable of the lost son. Now these stories were aimed directly to the scribes and to the Pharisees, who were never broken before God to admit their lost condition. As a matter of fact, 
they were as lost as the publicans and sinners, but they steadfastly refused to admit it. And the point of the three stories is that God receives real joy and satisfaction when he sees sinners repenting, whereas he obtains no gratification from self-righteous hypocrites who are too proud to admit their wretched sinfulness. In Old Testament, it was taken for granted that God's people did not consort with sinners, but the Pharisees extended this beyond the biblical intent to go so far as to welcome them and especially to eat with them, implying table fellowship, which was unthinkable to them. The parable that follows shows that the return of sinners to God be a cause for joy to the religious leaders, just as it was to God. Now, the situation that we'll be looking at in verses 3 through 7 Jesus describes is a common one. 100 sheep was a normal-sized flock in biblical times, and there was a count that was taken nightly. Now, the open country was a safe place to leave the sheep, though they would have to be left in someone's care. Now, the frightened, confused, and perhaps injured sheep would have to be carried. Now here the Lord Jesus is pictured under the symbol of a shepherd. The 99 sheep represents the scribes and the Pharisees. The lost sheep typifies a tax collector or an acknowledged sinner. And when the shepherd realizes that one of his sheep is lost, he leaves the 99 in the wilderness, not in the fold, and goes out after it until he finds it. As far as our Lord was concerned, this journey included his descent to earth, his years of public ministry, his rejection, suffering, and death. Now, having found the sheep, he laid it on his shoulders and took it to his home. Now, this suggests that the saved sheep enjoyed a place of privilege, a place of intimacy that it never knew as long as it was numbered with all the others. And the shepherd summoned his friends and neighbors to rejoice with him over the salvation of this lost sheep. And this speaks of the Savior's joy in seeing a sinner repent. The lesson is clear. There is joy in heaven over one sinner who repents. But there is no joy over the 99 sinners who have never been convicted of their lost condition. Now, verse 7 does not actually mean that there are some persons who need no repentance. All men are sinners, and all must repent in order to be saved. The verb describes those who, as far as they see themselves, need no repentance. So two things are striking. First, in the obvious analogy to search for the sheep, Jesus takes the initiative in seeking out lost people. Now, this is a major theme in Luke. And secondly, the climax of the story is not only the return of the sheep, but the triumph rejoicing in its rescue. Jesus is stressing both by parable and by direct statement that his seeking and receiving sinners pleases God. The future rejoicing may include a future of gathering and feasting 
in God's kingdom. There is none who is inherently righteous. Thus, the righteous persons that are referred to in verse 7 are probably devout people who have no gross open sins to repent of. Now, let's go back to our scripture because we're going to get into the second parable here that Jesus teaches, the parable of the lost coin, beginning with verse 8. Or what woman, having ten silver coins, if she loses one coin, does not light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it? And when she has found it, she calls her friends and neighbors together, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the peace which I lost. Likewise, I say to you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Now let's take a look here of these three verses. This parable is clearly linked to the preceding one. The coins are drachmas, and each is worth about a day's wages back in biblical times. The mention of ten coins implies that they were all that she had. And a lamp was needed because the house would have had, at best, a few small windows or only a low doorway. She would sweep the hard earthen floor to find the coin by the sound of its clinking. And as in verse 6, the extent of the joy expressed is striking. Considering the neighborly feelings in a small village, such joy is understandable, especially if the coin represented a a tenth of the woman's savings. Jesus' final comment reinforces that joy. The parable like that of the lost sheep justifies Jesus' welcome of sinners. Now, the woman in this story may represent the Holy Spirit seeking the lost with the lamp of the Word of God. The nine silver coins speak of the unrepentant, whereas The one lost coin suggests a man who is willing to confess that he is out of touch with God. In the previous account, the sheep wandered away by its own volition. Now, a coin is an inanimate object and might suggest the lifeless condition of a sinner. He is dead in sins. Now, the woman continues to search carefully for the coin until she finds it. Then she calls her friends and her neighbors to celebrate with her. The lost coin which she had found brought her more true pleasure than the nine which had never been lost. And so it is with God. The sinner who humbles himself and confesses his lost condition brings joy to the heart of God. He obtains no such joy from those who never feel their need for repentance. And with that, I want to leave us there. Next time, we will look at the third parable, the parable of the lost son. So until next time, God bless you, and keep living Christian strong.